are you today? I am very well. Very well. It's been a while. Yes, it has been. Far too long, in my opinion. Yeah, so today... Uh, are we going to do our top Marvel picks today? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't at least you know, mention the fact that it's Star Wars Day. Uh, well, that's exactly... I want to make sure we touch on that. Okay. Um, so, happy May the 4th. May the 4th. Yeah, it's cool. I I had this really... I had this big panic attack today. Because I thought... I don't know why I thought this, but for some reason I thought Solo was being released today. And I didn't yeah, know about it. You know, it's weird. You'd think that they would have actually done that. It, it, it would have made perfect sense. Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't uh, arrange it. But, yeah, it's not getting uh, released until... I think it's later this month. Maybe the 19th? Yeah, it's... Something like that. Oh wait, is that Keycon Weekend is being released on? I think so. Because that's gonna suck if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, in other Star Wars news, um, I watched The Evil Within at lunch today. Yeah. Well, and what I had of it. Okay. Which is more than you realize I have. So, um, it wasn't as bad as I recalled. So, so for those listening, this is the movie that Corey and I made with a whole bunch of other hooligans forever ago that we're going to be talking about at KeyCon. When but, we were young and stupid. Yep. Not as bad as I remember. <laughs> There's actually some parts are like, I know the acting is stilted. And uh, yeah. sometimes the fight choreography is not as smooth as it should be. Or as it could be, I guess. But it wasn't half bad. Well, I mean, consider that it was a bunch of 20-year-olds, you know, making a Star Wars film. You know, it's... I don't think it's uh, surprising that, you know, it's not going to be up to Hollywood standards. Oh, you know, no. we did the best with what we could with, you know, what was available. Yeah, and which was really no budget. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't even make a trailer for the price that we spent on the entire movie. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, my takeaway from watching it today was, yeah, A, it was not as bad as I remembered. It was actually much better than I remembered. <laughs> B, was, damn it, is Ward a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the whole 25 minutes that I have, um, there's only one scene with Ward in it. And right? he says nothing. Or barely <laughs> nothing. He has, like, one line. Right. And it just freaking kills me every time. And I, I remember at the time that we filmed this, this thing, when he was saying that line, I remember us all going, Ward's the man. Ward's the man. <laughs> You know what? I actually I do not remember that scene. No. So in in the scene, the line he says, well, he's talking like it's at the Jedi Council. I'm not, I don't, right. I'm not spoiling anything. It doesn't really matter. Um, he's at the, it's the Jedi Council meeting, and they're talking about you know all this shit going on, and the younglings were killed, and blah 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 blah, and all this stuff. And right. then um, and then you know they're all like, oh, we're not going to do anything because Jedi Council, you know, they're too busy. Right. masturbating or whatever it is they do <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then Ward speaks up and says 
well, you know what, we shouldn't just trust this, blah, blah, blah. Like, he, like he makes a point that, you know, we've never been good with these guys. Uh, it's never been good. And they're like, what are we going to do? And he says, nothing for now. It's just like his whole <laughs> delivery, the, the eyes and the eyebrows and the tilt of the head and everything. It was like, right. that's why I love Ward. <laughs> God. I don't know. Uh, it was good. And he had, like, no lines in the scene. It's just they kept, you know, they, they'd shoot his face and he'd have an expression. Yeah. And uh, Edgar's eyebrows just killed me. That whole scene, I really like that whole scene. Just Edgar's eyebrows. and You know what? Honestly, I always thought that if we're ever going to do an Evil Within drinking game, one of the, uh, you know, take a drink for every time Edgar's eyebrows uh, take on a life of their own. Yes. But there was a lot of good... Actually, I don't know who actually directed that scene, if that was Mike or Clay or not. But just the, the, the cut of it, like, the, the editing was actually pretty good. Like, it... Even... Like, they, they were reading... They were talking about the scene with more stuff going on than the dialogue would have indicated. Right. You know, letting the actors act. Like, yeah. I, it was... It was I, I mean, I know the acting's not phenomenal, but it's still pretty good like so anyway yeah that so out of all the shit that I watched that's the part that I really really liked okay um and the other part was the uh the ADR on um there was the one character in the in the cantina scene oh I can't remember what his name was and I don't even know who he was I think he was a hairdresser okay and and his voice just didn't cut the mustard. Right. It didn't sound very tough. So it was overdubbed, and I think it was, like, Peter, the drummer from Anti-Gravity, that did the voice. Okay. <laughs> it just made me laugh, because I remember what this guy sounded like. He was a super nice guy, but he had an effeminate voice, and this guy had to sound like, you know, I'm going to cut you down. Like, so yeah. they used... I think it was Peter's voice, the drummer's voice from Andy Gravity, did the voice. He sounds all tough like this. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, I think I'm going to kick his ass. It was more, I'm going to kick his ass, you know? I yeah. Know. Very... I remember which kid you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's one of uh, the hairdressers for he the was, movie. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, th- those, are, those are the things that stood out. But I, I want I want to watch this at, at, at KeyCon. We gotta watch it together. Grab a room or a hotel room or whatever. Just watch the thing and laugh <laughs> as a drinking game. Yeah, you realize, of course, that we'll be all passed out by no, the time the thing's no, no, over, right? No, well, no, by the time it's over, yes. But yeah. you gotta be sober enough. Be sober enough when it starts. <laughs> Let's say that. But anyway, it was it was good. I actually enjoyed it, um, and I got some extra footage to watch too. So stuff that we hadn't seen before yeah well we're gonna have to sit down take a look at all of it go through it and see what's uh what we can put out there for the fans yeah it looks like there's just a handful of stuff that's missing like but the this is this version here doesn't have the adr in it all the way through right uh we had adr in the theatrical version somehow Uh, i don't know why Hmm. the adr is missing like in the scenes on the uh on the ship I remember the yep. ADR being in there, except for uh, for Chris Reed's ADR because it wasn't done. But the ADR is gone in this version. So yeah, well, I noticed that the uh, one opening scene is definitely very echoey. There's a lot of yes. reverb there. Yeah, I think that was just the room. 
Yeah, it was fun yeah. to watch. <clears throat> and my acting was not as bad as I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but the the biggest disappointment with it, though, there's mm. no fucking Corey Taves in here. You're like you're all at the end of the movie. Yeah, I know. It's you know, it's a tough life, you know, being the villain. Yeah. Being the bad guy. And our, our scene together, which I've seen, but was not part of the footage, the uh, Shaq Dar and... Um, what was your guy's name? The legless guy. Uh, Not legless. Legless. No. <laughs> I've been trying to remember his name, and I cannot for the life of me. I even, you know, started writing an animated uh, short film script around him. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. That was my favorite part of the entire shoot, to be honest. <laughs> you and I doing our scene together. I don't know. Because I wanted to be in a scene with you. That, yeah. was, that was fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, I do have the script at home, so... Um, so I was thinking of maybe having a couple of those out for our panel at Keycon. So oh, that would be great. Yeah, I we'll still have a lot of this stuff. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to go Moving over the list? Yeah. Let's okay. Move on to the next topic. So, in uh, the, the, Corey and I decided to rank, or did you just do top five? I was just going to kind of, you know, riff off of you. you know, oh, okay. see which, uh... off of me. So yeah. I took all 13 movies. 14 is with Infinity War, and I'm not putting this on the list because it's too fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts. Yeah. It still hurts. But I ranked them. So what I did is I took all 13 movies, and then I ranked them by how good they were. I didn't rank them against each other. I just ranked them by how good they were. And certain movies got four to four. Most of the movies got three and a half out of four. Um, and there was a good chunk that got three stars out of four. And there was like two or three movies that got two out of four. Right. So and I just did it that way and tried to rank them. And so keep in mind, my top five could really change uh, based on that. But currently, do we want to go five down? Sure. You keep uh, keep it exciting for the, uh, for the final favorite number one? Sure. All right, well, hang on a sec here. I got my list beside me, but I'm at a turning light. And it went <laughs> red again. Of course. Oh, my God. Three. you got to love Winnipeg traffic at rush hour is it's, the worst. It's funny because this is my only spot of traffic. It takes me like four or five tries to get through this light. And then the rest of the way, it's all good. Yeah. All right. There always seems to be that one spot, doesn't there? Yeah. There's a joke in here somewhere. We gotta find I'm it. sure there is, yeah. So this is the corner of Lajamodier and Furmore. There's gotta be you know, there's gotta be a joke in here somewhere. <laughs> I think that could be a strip. There's a strip in here somewhere. Those two Oh words. more than likely. Alright. Okay. So my number five favorite Marvel movie of all time is The Incredible Hulk. Which version? Uh, not the Ang Lee version. And now I'm, I'm only placing the Marvel Studios films. I'm not including any X-Men. I'm not including any Universal. I'm not including any Sony. Okay. Although, um, one of them is... Well, whatever. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. I really <laughs> liked Incredible Hulk. I liked... I love Ed Norton. I don't care what anybody says about him. Um, the fact that he wrote the script... Uh, I really liked his take on Bruce Banner and the whole duality... And all that sort of stuff. The action sequences were really, really good. This was borderline a four-star film for me. 
Because I even okay. liked the ending with the abomination. The whole fight scene, it was completely out of a comic book. Um, there was a sense of urgency in that final fight scene. It's like, how the hell is the Hulk going to win this one? Um, I loved um, Tim Roth as the bad guy. Tim Roth is freaking awesome. You, you, you can't go wrong with Tim Roth in no, your movie. No, you can't. You just can't. And his, like, his, I know they always quip about how the Marvel villains, like, are not strong. They have certain ones that are phenomenal, and they just kill everyone else off. Tim mm-hmm. Roth was freaking amazing as, as a villain in the film. Yeah. Like, the whole lead-up to it, I was kind of sad to see him become Abomination because I wanted more Tim Roth. <laughs> That's the only drawback. Um, but in terms of villains in the movie, General Ross was he that was that was the scene stealing for the whole movie for me i love general ross in this movie yeah and having him come back in later later avengers movies was great yeah well i mean the whole uh thing with the hulk was wasn't it like a lot of the marvel movies and you know the avengers movies are based kind of on the ultimates yes so, you know, later take on the Avengers. So, wasn't Bruce Banner's whole thing trying to replicate the... Uh... Super Soldier Serum? Yes. It certainly was. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, it makes sense that uh, General Ross, you know, he's heavily involved with that, would uh, come back into the, in the movies. I'm actually surprised that they haven't brought him back more often. Yeah, well, it's just the last couple of movies, and I guess I, the Russo brothers, like, really pushed to have him, I, I think, is, is what it was. Because they're like, he was the best part of the Incredible Hulk movie, and I can't disagree with them. He was really <laughs> amazing. But he's a huge yeah. comic nerd, too, which I wasn't sure if you knew or not. Uh, and, no, I didn't know that. And he, um, he I, I think him and the director, Louis Leterrier, spent a lot of time talking about the character, and I think a lot of scenes were expanded based on those conversations. Okay. So the... So I don't know if you saw the uh, the extra footage for the Incredible Hulk movie, but the uh, yeah I've seen a lot of it. Um, I've definitely remember seeing the opening, uh, the alternate opening sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. Which actually I thought was really powerful, and I'm kind of surprised. Sorry that they didn't keep that part yeah, in. I liked it better to be honest. That was, yeah, that was better. But they also there was expanded scenes with talking about the Super Soldier Serum and Captain America and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that I I loved the shit out of it. So anyway, did you so you did you like the film as well? I did like the film. I uh, don't know if I would have put it at my number five, but you know it's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Hulk is a difficult character to, uh, I think, kind of translate and to give his own movie. Yeah. So it makes sense, you know, that now later in the uh, series, you know, he's usually paired with one of the other characters. Yeah. But I would like to see a little bit more expansion on the character. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not to take anything away from the current version of the Hulk, but yeah, but I mean, I still like the original. I still go back and watch it, and I still go yeah. back and enjoy it. There was a lot of good humor. Liv Tyler was great as Betty yep. Ross. Like, I thought she was great. Okay, so number four, uh, which you're probably going to disagree with me on this, but it's because I'm a fanboy. Uh, Captain America: First Avenger. I can't. Dis- I can't disagree, honestly. It was so good. Yeah. It had that whole World War II thing going on. There was a lot of um, 
I mean, the director they got was really helpful in that. He was a second unit director on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, yeah. So there's a lot of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark-ish-ness to it. And, I mean, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I love The Rocketeer, which is the other movie he did. So oh, love The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer is amazing. It's so yeah. good. And this one had that same feel. And I loved the whole skinny Steve Rogers thing. Like, you know, yeah. telling that part of the story was great. It was... It, having it was really that, well done. Yeah. And having had that in there, I still go back and remember, yeah, he was puny, puny Rogers. Yep. And it still informs everything he does, like, in the current Avengers movie. Like, all of that, all that world building was, it's still in all the movies like it's it's so good now one of the things that i didn't realize at the time and surprisingly uh it was uh doug who had pointed this out to me the side characters the you know ones that went in later were a much older part of marvel um what the Howling commandos yeah yeah oh you didn't know that oh yeah that was one of the things i really loved about it yeah, when I was uh, watching it with Doug, he's like, you know, oh my god, that's, you know, the Howling Commandos. I'm like, who? Yeah, so, Nick Fury I'm not was a actually mar- a member of the Howling Commandos, but they kept them out of the movies, which I thought was interesting. But I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but my, like, my favorite, my two favorite comic book characters of all time are Captain Britain and Union Jack. Yes. And Union Jack was retrofitted in the Marvel Universe, in the, in the movie universe, as one of the Howling Commandos. Oh really? Yeah. So the the the, uh, the British guy. Okay. Like the British guy, the British member of the Howling Commandos. That's Union Jack. Well, see, there you go. So I'm uh, learning something new every day. Yeah, and um, uh, uh, Gabe, uh, what was his name? The guy. There was one of the guy who was a, a trumpeteer or a, he played trumpet. Okay. The Howling Commandos. I think they make mention of it in the movie. His great-grandson or great-great-grandson is actually was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he is the um, uh, he's the the black fellow on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Yeah, so that's his great-great-great-grandson or whatever. So they, I like that tie. Um, he always, like, because the Howling Commanders were cocky, so he yeah. would always he was the guy that trumpeted their arrival when they were fighting Nazis. Okay. With his bugle. And it was like, it was like they were so cocky, like, we're winning. Like, you can't beat us. You know, like, I, all those characters were so great. And um, the guy with the curly mustache um, that was Dum Dum Duggan, and he's, you know, he's awesome. He was director of S.H.I.E.L.D. for uh, for a long period, too, in the comics. So all that okay. stuff was just, all those little Easter eggs in it just and were so amazing. And Agent Carter, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, well, I think that's that's part of the reason why I like uh, you know Captain America and everything that they've really done with the Marvel Comic Universe is they're including a lot of obscure characters that most people really don't know who they are. Yeah. And you know it's it's there for the fans. You know it's there for the fans to go. Oh my God, they put in blank. Yeah. And uh, I, I like seeing the arc with uh, Haley Atwell, like the Sharon Sharon Carter. Or Agent Carter, uh, like I, I just like all that stuff. Like there's, there's too many Easter eggs. It's a good enough story as it is, 
but all those Easter eggs just push this movie into a perfect film. Yeah. And I mean, some days, you know, I'm sorry that I didn't grow up being a Marvel guy because, you know, there's so much going on in these films that it's really, I'd really like to be able to enjoy them, you know, just that little bit more. Yeah. Because of all the little things that they do wind up, you know, just tossing in there for, you know, the hardcore fans. Yeah. Yeah. I've been collecting, I've collected Captain America for 15 years, I think, maybe longer. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, since issue 200, so it's a long time ago. Yeah, I, I love Cap. So, um, anyway, moving on. My number three movie, which maybe it's number three because it's so recent, and maybe this would move down the list down in the future. But I rated it as a perfect film. Captain America got three and a half stars out of me, but this next movie got four out of me. Was Thor Ragnarok? Okay, this is one of the ones where we kind of disagree a little bit. But... Yep. So, tell me why you liked it. Because it's a comic book movie. <laughs> this one is a true comic book movie, and it's uh, all this, like, they incorporated stuff from World War Hulk, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, they've got the Grandmaster in there, which is a very obscure villain who I've always been a big fan of. Um,. Like, there's mentions of uh, Beta Beta Ray Bill in there. Um, Right. Man-Thing in the movie, which I don't know if you caught those references. No, I didn't. Like, all those little Easter eggs in there. Just all that stuff. Like, it was like Captain America. Like, all those little things made it better than just a good movie. Right. But that's, again, because it's a comic book movie. It's a true comic book movie, this one that's what pushed it over the top for me I mean I like the humor and yeah maybe it overshadowed a bit but you know man crush on Chris Hemsworth I guess <laughs> but um I well, love it's because you know he's a beautiful space pirate well yes <laughs> exactly exactly but I liked Valkyrie in this I did not like Valkyrie as a character in the comic books never did um I don't know if I thought it was weak but I just never did, and I never read any runs where she was interesting. But in right. this movie, she killed and she stole every scene. And and just having Carl... Um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who played can't Bones. help you, I'm sorry. Uh, the guy who played Bones in Star Trek. The, oh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban, thank you. Having him in the movie, like that's enough to make that a great movie alone. I wish he had more to do. And I loved uh, Hela as a character. I wish she had more to do. I just felt, if anything, shortcomings for the movie was there wasn't enough. There was maybe too much going on. Yeah. Now, the only thing that I really wasn't that impressed with was I enjoyed the humor, but it seemed like too many times they were just kind of shoving it right in your face. Yeah. There's too many scenes that were, you know, supposed, they were really pushing to be funny. And that's about the only thing that really kind of, you know, drug, dragged the movie down for me. Otherwise, you know, I loved it. I loved the way that they treated Ragnarok, you know, actually seeing Suter, you know, yeah. seeing uh, Fenrir, and, you know, just seeing the end of, uh, of Valhalla, or not Valhalla, of uh, Asgard. You know, it was just, it was, it was a great bit. But, yeah, it was just, like I said, it was just the humor was just too over the top at some points. 
I mean, we could have done without the Hulk dick joke, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's too fresh for me, this movie. And I think yeah. maybe it would drop a couple of points down. But, but I mean, overall, it was definitely a very good film. I yeah. really enjoyed... Uh, it did a really great job, I think, of setting everything up. Yes. It was a good transitional film. And considering yeah. the other Thor movies, especially the second one, wasn't very well regarded by a lot of people, um, I think people really wanted Chris Hemsworth to kind of break out because they felt he was good in the Avengers movies, but people didn't enjoy the Thor movies as much, although I did. But maybe they were just too comic booky. I really enjoyed at least the uh, first one and the third one. Um, I, I watched the second one, and I really don't remember a lot about it. I know, I keep forgetting bits about it. But there, there's a lot of good... It's it's Iron Man 2 level of good. Yeah. Which had a lot of great things in it, but it just... Cohesively, it was kind of too long or missing something or... Right. I'm not sure what, but... I mean, I still love those two movies, but... But Thor, the first Thor is 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 beautiful, especially like yeah. um, Kenneth Branagh being able to get a really good performance out of um, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, who kind of has been, you know, calling it in, and Kenneth Branagh called him on it. Yeah, he said, "You're calling it in. You're calling it in." Uh, that scene where he gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, where Odin gets pissed off at Thor. And he's kind of, you got a little bit of tears in there. Yeah. And um, he's, he's just a spoiled brat or whatever. Like that scene, well, I get goosebumps. Yeah. But, well, there was actually, uh, I recall one interview with Anthony Hopkins where he actually admits, you know, that he, he's been calling most of his roles in the last few years. Yeah. But directors don't challenge him because it's yep. Sir Anthony Hopkins. And Kenneth Branagh has been knighted too, I yep. think. So he doesn't, oh. you know, he'll push. Well, he's used to dealing with Shakespearean actors. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, apparently during this one scene, you know, it's just they finish the scene. He turns to uh, Kenneth Brown and he goes, "So is that lunch?" Kenneth just looks at him, steeples his fingers, and goes, "I think we'll try just one more take." <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love Kenneth Branagh. Oh yeah. I I wanted him to do Thor too. I really did because I really thought the first one was great. Maybe not commercial enough, I guess, but whatever. Well, he's an excellent director and an excellent actor. I mean, I love all of his uh, Shakespeare adaptations. Oh, God, yeah. So. They're so good. And even his non-Shakespearean stuff is really solid. Yeah, I didn't really appreciate, uh, for example, uh, Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, until, you know, I watched it a couple more times and realized, you know, how true to the book it actually is. Yes, it is very true to the book. Maybe that's why it wasn't as popular. Yeah. Because the book is not... I mean, it's not for everybody. I love the book. I've read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein a gazillion times. Yeah, I read it pretty much at least once a year. Oh, wow. Okay. So i got to read it again. All right, got to move down <laughs> the list here. I'm getting yes. close to home. So that was number three? Yeah, that was number three. Number yeah. two? Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, God, yeah. Um, that's that a I can't film. even... It really was. It was brilliant, and it was all due to the actors. Yep. I mean, Michael Keaton. You just you cannot beat that performance. That is one of the greatest Marvel villains, period. And he yeah. might even be top two. Yeah, I mean, 
it would have been such a difficult character to uh, bring to bring together, uh, regardless, because well, I mean, let's face it, the Vulture. Character. It's not really a great character. And the costume. I mean, he's an old man in spandex with a big furry collar, right? Yeah, yeah. But they managed to pull it together and really make some. They brought all the elements of the costume together and made something absolutely amazing. And you know, once he put Michael Keaton in there, it was just oh, so good. Yeah, it was so good. Um, I feel like I, I, th- I know a lot of people say Loki or Tom Hiddleston is the best Marvel villain, um, and he he still is in my mind, but only because he's had a lot of time to do it. Yeah. He's had a few performances. If we get Michael Keaton again, I don't, I'm not saying we would, but if we did, we we could see him grow just like Tom Hiddleston did. Then I think he could easily overtake Tom Hiddleston. I'm really hoping that they do the Sinister Six. I, That's all I got to say. Uh, yeah, I agree. That, and they could with Keaton as potentially the leader of it. Like it would actually make yeah. sense. It would make total sense. Yeah, because uh, he has. He knows how to do, work with, you know, the alien technology, right? Yep. yep. And that would make a perfect reason for, you know, the Sinister Six to want to get together. But, uh, like, there's a lot of aspects about this movie that were great. Um, <clears throat> yeah. They didn't... They changed things a little bit to, to reinvent it a little bit from the two previous Spider-Man... Um, Spider-Mans that came before. Yeah. Um, but they did it in, in a fresh way, and even though they changed a few things around, I, it didn't hurt... I mean, the essence of Spider-Man was really, truly there in this one, even yeah, more you, than before. What did you think of the high-tech suit? I was totally against the idea mm-hmm. uh, before I saw the movie. Yeah. And then just the execution of it and how they explained it. And all the locks and everything that, uh, you know, Peter found out that Tony had been doing to him. Yeah. But you it know, was, the, the I little liked, insults. Yes. Yeah. But I liked, I liked it in like, like one of my favorite Spider-Man storylines. And Spider-Man is another title. Like I collected all of uh, JMS's run on Spider-Man, which I have yeah. if you ever want to borrow it. Um, it is amazing, and they used a lot of stuff from there, which made me really happy. Um, yeah. Making Aunt May a little more hip and less fragile, and you know, actually making her cool again, which they yeah. tried to do in this. I don't know if they totally got it right, but it was pretty close. Um, and the big reveal at the end, which I won't spoil, um, which I forgot about until I watched it again, is like, oh shit, that's that's right from JMS's run, and the yeah. whole Tony thing, that's all from JMS's run, and it was a good evolution of the character, like actually trying to move him forward instead of rehashing the same story. It was it was good. Yeah, okay. I was. Sorry, I'm home. Okay, <laughs> get, get, get to my number one. We could talk about. We could actually. We might spend a whole episode talking about Spider Man at some point. I think Sounds that good. might be worth it. And the next one. Now, you haven't yep. seen this one, but my, my number one is Black Panther because yeah, it, I, it broke everything. Yeah, I have no opinion on it because I have not seen it. I am sorry. I will turn in my geek card, but... Um, I've already... I'm not going to wax too much about it because I have done, already done two whole episodes on Black <laughs> Panther. It was that good. It broke, but I will say it broke the movie. It broke the not the superhero movie mold. It broke the movie mold on so many levels um it's it's almost on par it might even surpass wonder woman in terms of breaking movies really it is that revolutionary um the treatment of female characters in this movie 
the treatment of you know different skin colors, um, yeah. the breaking of uh, tropes, um, and it's done in such a respectful way. It's like uh, like I said in the other two previous podcasts uh, on Black Panther, it actually was a movie about real people for once. Yeah, and it made all the characters more likable. They're, they're like you couldn't. It was so good. Like every supporting character was great. So when I saw the Avengers movie and the characters they brought back from Black Panther, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a couple of you might not know who the characters were. Like they reinvented shitty characters in the comic books <laughs> and made them cool by making yeah. them relatable and real. And like, well, but- I almost want to go back and read some Black Panther comic books, which I've never wanted to do. Black Panther had a real potential to be incredibly racist. Yes. If they had tried to do this, say, back in the 80s or early 90s, it would have, by today's standards, it would have been so offensive. Yep, guaranteed. Guaranteed. um, They've apparently managed to very much celebrate, you know, African culture. And even what I saw in uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War, you know... the actor who's playing Black Panther, I could believe, is a king. Yes. But that's because... the thing. He's not a perfect king. That's what I like. No. But, like, that's... Uh, it, it's... It's so... It's so good. Like, there is... There's... It... I've never... It... This movie is perfect. But, like, Spider-Man is perfect. But this just nudges Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man was great. It was enjoyable. And I loved everything about it. But Black Panther was perfect. Everything yeah. in its execution. And, again, the villain... Is one of the, like it, it, he could be top two. Tom Hiddleston maybe get dethroned by the villain in this movie and by Michael Keaton. The villain in this movie is so good. Like, and you're like you're on the villain's side, and you're like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be. It's just like Michael it, Keaton. Like, oh, I get, Tony Stark's a dick. You're so yeah. right. And in this movie, it's like Wakanda are a big dick. <laughs> You know what? Actually, my wife and I were even discussing Infinity War, and we kind of agreed with Thanos in some ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that, He's that's, not that's, wrong. <laughs> that makes a I, villain. I think, you know, that's another possible podcast in the future is, you know, what makes these villains so relatable? Yeah, and the best villains are. The best villains yeah. are. So I'm going to cap it off there. I'm going to sign right. off. Um, I'm, I already have another episode, but I think I, this one needs to be posted. So I might do post a couple episodes uh, this weekend. Okay. Uh, that means we need to have another one for next week. But uh, let's, <laughs> uh, happy May 4th to everybody. May the 4th be with you. And uh, we'll see you always. All, <laughs> always. And always <laughs> with you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so offensive. I don't care. Um, yep. We'll uh, catch you on the flip side. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.